Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. This is episode number 80, Going for the Win with Heather Havenwood. What's happening, everybody? Jason Wright here, your host as always. We've got another great show for you today. This episode is brought to you by 7daypodcastlaunch.com. You guys have been thinking about starting a podcast of your very own, but you don't know where to begin? Perhaps this is worth checking out. You sign up, I send you an email a day for seven days, uh, comes in the form of a, a brief video, and it gives you everything you need to know from equipment to how to create your show and push it out, who to target for guests, and even how to make money with it. Pretty nice course. I think you will like it. Again, that is 7daypodcastlaunch.com, and that is the number seven. Or you can text the phrase podcast launch to 678 506 7543. Well, today we've got another great guest. We've got Heather Havenwood with us. And we have a great conversation, great conversation, which we will get to in a moment. Today, I wanted to just talk about just going after it, just going after what you've been thinking about. I mean, it literally seems like yesterday I was talking with my small mastermind group about the goals I had for my business for 2017, and here it is, almost August. I mean, it's, man, goes by quick. If you haven't noticed, this thing called life goes by quick. And the one constant, the one reminder that I get for myself, maybe some of you can relate to this, is it doesn't really matter what you talk about. It matters what you do. You just got to go for it. You know, if you want to launch a podcast, for example, start it's not, it doesn't take a, a ton of effort. Start. Do something towards that goal. Do something today that you've never done before towards that goal. And I think that's a reminder that all of us can benefit from. I think we can all think about that and apply that to our business in some way. I and mean, even if you've taken action on many things in the past, there's always going to be an area or always going to be a space that you're not quite as comfortable with that may be um, a bit more intimidating for you. And you may not realize that, hey, even though I'm fearless everywhere, in this one space, I recognize within myself that I don't generally take action towards it. So I challenge you, take action. All right, enough of my, my speaking. Let's uh, dive into the conversation between Heather and myself and see what we talked about. What's happening, everybody? I've got another great guest with me today. I've got Heather Havenwood, who is the CEO of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC. She is an internet marketing expert, and I don't use that lightly. She is a podcast host of The Wind Show. She's a sales and marketing coach and a serial entrepreneur. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So I've been really excited to ask you this. Tell us why you pursued your business in 06 and a bit about that journey. Tell us what that was like for you. Okay, yeah. So my business in 05, 06, I actually built an information marketing company from zero to million dollars in one year. Is that the one you're referring to, I'm assuming? It is. So, the fact that you have multiple is pretty awesome, too. You're like, which one are we talking about? <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, there's a couple. So, um, so that one specific one was was kind of a was a huge milestone in my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what happened is I was I was a business partner with uh, I, they call him a guru, a real estate guru, right? And his job was to be the speaker, and then my job was the entire information marketing side. There's two sides when you see someone doing book publishing and they're speaking and all this kinds of stuff. There's two sides of that business. There's the front, I call it like a record label. You have the artist who's like the singer. And then you have the whole management side in the back end, the promotion, the marketing, the internet side. It's a, it's a lot of work. So I was like a digital marketing manager and we were business partners, 50, 50. So I was building that business and it was zero million dollars. And I had someone who uh, lived actually in my home with me, working with me, someone I knew for 12 years prior to that over a decade. And we were working together, building this business and it did very well. And this was right at the turn, right before the turn of the market that flipped, you know, mm-hmm. so this Florida and everything was going great until uh, like he decided he wanted a business <laughs> not and wanted me out. So I came home one day from a being a three day Matt Basic real uh, Matt Basic marketing seminar in Atlanta, drove there and came back and uh, yeah, came home and bank accounts were emptied and merchant accounts were turned off and everything was gone. So I, uh, I was completely broke. Um, I ended up um, having to go through business and personal bankruptcy as well as lost my home. My house got uh, into foreclosure within two months. And then that's when the market was flipping upside down. So I, of course, put my house in the market really fast, but, uh, it was already going down in our area. I was flipping backwards. So I was underwater and so, yeah, so I actually lost everything. I ended up, uh, you know, in my car and living in someone's house, friends of mine's house in Marco Island. Holy smokes. Holy now, smokes. tell me how you went from that lowest, lowest, lowest point back to where you are now. Well, it sucked. Yeah, it was definitely bad. Um, you know, interestingly enough, I'm really glad it happened in a, in a very odd way, always looking back. Um, and I ended up living with a friend of mine, Paul, in Marco Island. And the average age of Marco Island is 85. You sound younger than that to me, but I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're way younger than that. Sorry. Yeah, I was in my 30, 35 at the time. <laughs> and they are on the island. I remember like running into this other person, like a stranger, and they were in their 30s. And we became friends just because we were like the only people. On the <laughs> like, oh my God, hello, we had to be friends. Um, so, yeah, it was a very interesting time in my life. And that's, I mean, I have, I have all kinds of stories from that particular year, year and a half I was there of trying to figure it out. But here's what I got to. And here's just a couple nuggets. What I got to is that who I am as an entrepreneur, that was the aha moment of like, that's who I am. And so even if I didn't have a business at the moment, who I am as an entrepreneur and what do entrepreneurs do? We build, create, develop businesses. We create commerce. That's what an entrepreneur does, right? Even if I don't have the business time, you know, it's who I am. It's kind of a way of being. So that's what I really got. And so I said, okay, well, that's who I am. What do I do? I said, well, entrepreneurs surround themselves with other entrepreneurs. So that's what I decided to do is move to Austin, which was kind of coming back home for me. I'm from Texas. So that's the first thing I did. And, um, I said, well, I'm not a tree. I can move, which is another, another, another little mentor friend of mine told me, Heather, you're not a tree. You can move. It's called U-Haul. So I said, okay, great. So I moved to Austin and surrounded myself with other entrepreneurs and ended up building four other businesses since I moved here in 09. Now, let me ask you this. Prior to the first business you told me about, were you like in the corporate world or where did you work before that? Yeah. So interesting. I, I would, 
And I don't know how much you want to know, but I was in corporate world. So I kind of was like everybody else, right? So I went to college and then you're supposed to get a corporate job and that's what you're supposed to do. And you make the money and they give you a little bit of that. And like, life is happy. Right? So that's what I was supposed to do. And that's what I did. Um, I actually ended up, I failed out of college first and then I went back to college and in like what I call a lower level college, you know, and I didn't have any money. So I actually ended up working for corporate America and going to school at night. So I worked my way through college, believe it or not, mm-hmm. in, in the world. And I was an outside sales, business to business sales. And when I first went for the job interview, it was a big company, SBC Global, huge company. Oh, boy. Yeah, big boy company, not small. I went to the interview and I said, I really want to do outside sales. And the guy was like, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. You're so He cute. said that to you? Yeah. He said, yeah, yeah. You're wow, so cute. he's a professional. Um, I think you'd be great in customer service. I was cute. <laughs> I was and, um, you know, I was pretty. So I said, no, I want to be outside sales. And he was like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so funny. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. So I was, I think he said yes out of just appeasing me. Sure. Because he really didn't. Believe, and he kind of did the pat on the head. Like, it's okay. You know, it's really hard. And a lot of people don't make it. So don't worry if you don't make it because we'll just put you at the front, like on customer service or something. And I was kind of a F you to him in my own little way. <laughs> and I ended up being there for four years. And in that space, the business to business outside sales, like it's like a turn and burn. Because if you don't make your quota, like you're out. It's kind of one of those things. You have X amount of times. Like, you know, don't make your quota, you're out. There's no like job security. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was there for four years, which, which was considered um, senior <laughs> level at the age of 25. And I then got fired. So I got, I became number one in the country. That was another thing. I became number one in the country. I had 10,000 reps. Wow. So the only female, I was the only female business to business rep because all of my colleagues were men and in their forties and married. I was the only female and I was number one in the country at a 10,000 reps. So then I got fired. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It does make sense when you're a female, 25, and you're beating the big boys. They're pissed. Oh, yeah. You kicked the crap you, out of them. I love that. I crap out of them, and they were pissed. And I was making a lot of money, and they didn't like it. I was single. I was going to school at night because I didn't – and on top of that, I didn't even work that hard because I built my first marketing funnel. So I worked from 10 to 2, and I was beating them. There they you go. So I got fired. Now, what happened in my head, though, was I'm confused. I made you a lot of money. I made a little. Why are you not happy? Right? It really confused me. And so a lot of my friends were like, don't worry, Heather, just go get another job. And I went, no, I'm not doing that again. I'm not building another business for somebody else. And then just have them take it away from me. So everyone was just like, well, I don't want to tell you, you know. And so here's what happened. So I'm sitting there. I took a couple months off. I did graduate from college, right, same time. And I'm just kind of hanging out for a couple months. It was just kind of this weird space of just hanging out. And I was at my friend's house who had just gotten married and she was a corporate job and all that. And uh, her husband was flipping channels and stopped at this infomercial. And this infomercial says something along the lines of like, you know, do you want to control your life? Do you want to make more money? And I'm like, yeah, you know. So it says, come to the seminar tomorrow at one o'clock. And I'm writing it down, not telling my girlfriend at all. Like, oh, yeah, you can change the channel. Hold on a second. You know, so <laughs> I write it down and I go to the seminar at one o'clock the next day. Don't tell anybody. Oh, no, no way. One o'clock on a Monday. And I get there and I'm sitting in the chair and they're doing the whole presentation pitch thing about you, know, you can make money in real estate or notes or whatever it was. 
And uh, they said the magic words, you know, you need, it's $3,000 and you can make your whole life change. I'm sure y'all have been in these presentations, right? So you know what I'm talking about. I have. Yeah, you have. So you're in there. And $3,000, I'm like, I don't have that money. But then they said the magic words. They said, for your spouse, it's only 1000 So I nudged the guy next to me, total stranger. And I'm like, hey, can I be your spouse? <laughs> He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Heather, what's yours? To this day, do not know who that guy is. Swear to God, do not know who this guy what is. What are the chances of him listening right now? Wouldn't that be wild? Oh my God, that'd be weird. I don't know his name because we go to the back of the room and I obviously like, this is my spouse. We have different last names, different addresses, different credit card. I'm like, and no ring. Right? It's so complicated. Go, it's complicated. Right. I'm like, wink, 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 wink. So, I mean, they knew, I mean, that they're not stupid, but they got a sale out of it. Right. So they're kind of, here's a point. So they, they're kind of watching me. I go to the three day event, which happened the next week. My quote unquote husband didn't show up. Whoever that guy was, he, he didn't he no showed. <laughs> And um, I actually ended up working for that company. The company was kind of watching me like, who, who's this chick? First of all, she's young. Second of all, like, we know she lied. <laughs> you know, like, what's the deal? And so they go, why don't you come work for us? So I started traveling the country doing seminars. And that's how I got in the business of the information marketing business, the copywriting business, the internet marketing business. That's how I got into it. Beautiful. It's, yeah, that's a long kind of a long story but that it's really important because that's how i transitioned out of corporate well that's a big deal and i'm glad i dug that way because there, there's somebody listening right now or hopefully a bunch of somebody's that are you've got their attention because they're like oh my god that's me in one phase of that journey or another so it's beautiful that's why i love doing this because i get to talk to people who've experienced great success like you but i get to humanize it and, and get back into that that moment of that time where that transition happened there's usually some struggle and i want people to hear that like Struggle is part of the process. Like if you want to avoid struggle, enjoy your life because it's not going to change. Let me reframe that. So let me reframe that. Do you mind? I do not mind. So I like to have the analogy. I love analogy. So I'll go with my analogies of the NFL, like you know, football. Okay. So I love football. It's a lot of fun to watch. But here's how it's like. It's like here's here's my analogy. If you walk up to an NFL player and you say, "Okay, we want you to be an NFL player. We're going to pay you some ridiculous amount of money, but um, we don't want you to get hit." And they're like, what? It's like, well, try to play the game really well, but don't get hit. It's not possible. Not possible. Exactly. When you step on that field, you're asking it hit. Right? If you're not getting hit, you're not playing the game. Now, we all know there's some positions that get hit more than others. I get it. I got it. But when you're on the field, that's why they all dress with the way they dress, right? Because there is a chance you're going to get hit. And you can't be successful in sports at all, especially NFL, without failing and without getting hit. So when I tell, when I hear people say that, like, well, I need to know exactly what I'm going to do before I do it because I don't want to fail. Well, then forget to get out of the game. Get off the field if you don't want to get hit. Absolutely. If, if, the, if the player comes to the coach, hey, coach, I don't want to get hit. The coach will get off the damn field. I don't want you. <laughs> Question for you. So that's how I see it. Does, uh, does Texas have an NFL football team? <sighs> we love our Dallas Cowboys. Go Colts. Know? Go Colts. Oh, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> no, we love our Romo. Stop it. We <laughs> love some Romo. Poor guy. He's got to leave. But, yeah, you know, I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know what's funny is that made me think of another sports analogy. You know, all I have to say is Michael Jordan got cut from the freshman team. Exactly. You know, yeah, and it pissed him off, and look what he did. He did something. You know, the guy's a billionaire, self-made billionaire, still making money off the same stuff he was making money off in the 80s and 90s. That's crazy, isn't it? So when people hear, when people say, well, I want to start a business, but I want to do it safe, then don't start. That makes no sense. 
it makes no sense. It's not going to happen. I wish you all the best. Absolutely. Well, I use the analogy. I just uh, finished up my first ebook the other day. I'm just going to a publisher here this week, but I use the analogy in that that let's see here. I just lost my train of thought. Let's see. It'll come back around. Ebook. What football. In the world. What was I going to say? Amazing. Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys rock. I'm getting. <laughs> I have that no happens. idea. It'll come back, but my mind is just completely blank. That keeps happening. That's not a good sign. You're getting older. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, I'll come back to it. So switching gears here, um, when we kind of fast forward to today, 2017, how much marketing is and should be internet marketing in today's age? Oh, wow. Um, I wouldn't say all of it. I would say 70, 30, maybe, Mm -hmm. A20. A20. most of it is internet marketing at this point, but there's definitely a huge room. I'm, I'm on radio a lot now, which is terrestrial radio, which is a whole other world that's non-internet marketing based. So I'm doing a lot with radio, radio advertising, local as well as national. I'm actually nationally syndicated on my radio show. So there's a lot that I'm doing there with radio, which is considered you know non-internet. Okay, per se. I got you. Um, and then I do things with direct mail mm-hmm. a, a lot. So I think there's uh, I just did a, one of, with one of my the company I was I'm just in the process right now of selling a supplement company. We did a huge catalog, like a physical catalog, and we mailed it out. That was actually a huge success. So so I think what happens now is a lot of people are realizing that the more high tech we go, the more high touch people want. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that there's a balance between high tech and high touch. What's interesting is, you know, I've heard this and you kind of reaffirmed it, but some of the more, we'll call them traditional ways of marketing are actually becoming more popular again, like direct mail, because when the, you know, the pack moves to internet marketing, it leaves a void in some of the the older ways. And then you, like what you're doing, you have the ability to kind of tap back into those and get some new fire going. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And don't underestimate um, direct mail. Absolutely. Well, I remember what I was going to say earlier. What I was saying is, um, you know, entrepreneurship, in my opinion, I'd love to hear what you have to say, but it's almost like if you think of the corporate world as being the major leagues, you know, entrepreneurship to actually do it and and not completely fail and fizzle out. I mean, it's kind of like making the all-star team because you're going to have to be the most resilient you've ever been. You have to be the most effective you've ever been with you know, sales and, and getting customers and keep them happy and that type of thing. But people had this idea, like you said, of this is what I want. I want the Instagram lifestyle with the fast cars and the money and living on the beach with the laptop. I don't want to do anything for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I would say that 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 was a very sexy sizzle of the steak back in the day, but that's not necessarily accurate anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some freedom. I know, I know a lot of friends of mine who don't live in the in the country, in the United States, and they, they've moved out of the country, and they live in Colombia and other places that have a lower cost of living, so it kind of feels like they have that lifestyle, but they work still a lot. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to be done with, with internet marketing. People don't understand. They see it's a website. They don't see all the many thousands of pieces that had to happen to come in to make that possible. Yeah, the back-end stuff you were talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, this will be interesting. So when you think about most startups, we're going to kind of focus on that zero to 12-month range, okay? So people that are just getting into it, probably side hustling, but, you know, maybe not. I, I've jumped full-time before and failed horribly and almost lost everything like you, but I was kind of saved a little bit the last second, still struggled horribly. But 
Anyway, what do most startups get wrong when they make their initial run or initial attempts at marketing? What do you think? The initial run. So the question is, what's what do they fail most at in the marketing side? Yeah. So when you know when you see most people get going with their business, you know where do you see most people screw up with that marketing side? They focus on marketing. That's the number one. They focus on the widget or the thing and tell you how amazing it is. And I'm like, great. So, you know, if you sold it to me, what's the marketing message? What's the name? What's the brand? Um, does it resonate with people? Does it make sense to people? Do people want it? What's the pricing? Does that make sense? You know, I think people don't think it through right now. I'm in the process of coaching a client that, um, is starting from scratch, a makeup line. And one of the things I'm working with her on, I mean, she's very excited, right? And I love her to death. So if she's listening, she'll know who I'm talking about, but she's very excited. But the first thing I changed is the name. I'm like, I can't pronounce it. I don't know how to spell it. Like, forget <laughs> it. Like, we're not, not even moving. We're just like, but, but she had this whole vision behind it and like the connection to her people and this whole story. And I said, I don't care. No one's, I can't even, I can't, I, I can't spell it. And if I can't spell it, no, yeah, forget it. You know what I mean? You have to have something that, that people can hear it right once and can Google it. At, mm-hmm. least Google, at least try, at least kind of like I have a kind of a reasonable ride, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to think of names like that. You can't go all over the place. Um, and I, I fail second grade spelling. I'm not good at spelling. So when I hear something, if I can't have a, some kind of conceptuals of that, um, then I'm, I'm, then I'm going to Google it once. If I don't find it, I'm done. I'm, I'm, you lost me. So I think that's most majority. People just don't, don't take the time to figure out what the brand is, what the message is, what the, um, the colors are, how that resonates. So I'm, I'm making her go back to the beginning and I'm making her look at a, a bunch of different makeup companies, new and old, like Revlon. Also the newer ones are coming out. Um, and I'm having her look at the color scheme. I'm having her look at the brand of looking at what's happening. What's the pricing. She had particular pricing. And I went on to Amazon with her and I'm like, your pricing's off. You know, this is simple stuff. I'm not doing anything major with her, but people just get so caught up in their little world, they don't actually see what's going on in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Sticking with the football analogy, you're just teaching her how to block and tackle. Yeah, yeah. All fundamentals yeah. here. Right, just fundamentals here. Yeah, exactly. She got all excited about, you know, being the Super Bowl. I'm like, girl, you ain't there. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not even on the team yet. Let's go down. So, uh, but she, she's awesome. She's very coachable. So she's very willing to learn. She's moved a thousand places. But I think it's really, it's, it's you, the basics, mm-hmm. it's, it's the basics. Think about that particular client that I have to share that I think is an interesting uh, case study. When she started working with me, she had this like huge business plan that she was going to open this big salon in Austin and she picked a building. Um, it was huge building. All I saw was this massive overhead. I'm like huge overhead, right? And she doesn't, she's not coming to the table with large amounts of money. So there was this, this big lease for at least four or five years, which is a lot if they don't make it. And then there was, um, then there was stocking it with equipment. It was just, it was just heavy. And it took me two or three sessions to get why she was doing it. And she told me that what she had created years ago was a makeup line and how her customers love it. And that she went to the SBA, the Small Business Association or something in Austin, and some dude told her that she shouldn't do makeup. She needs to open a salon. Like, what are you talking about? 
Isn't that weird, the things that people remember and hone in on? And I said, you're dropping this today, right now. We are just going to build you a makeup line. And she's like, really? I'm like, yes, this is crazy. Do you have $300,000 to potentially lose the next two years? She's like, no, we're going to put up our house. I'm like, no, you're not. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. You know, it's nuts. But, that, but this old dude or old gal, whoever this person was, said that to her. And she went with that. And the person said, well, you have to open up a salon first and then have a makeup line. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, I mean, the only reason I'm sharing with it, not to come down on any of those people, but the Kate, the mindset, mm-hmm. right? It's like, go right to market nowadays. You have that ability now to go right to market with online. And so, you know, be more streamlined. The only exception is that if the old guy was Miyagi from the Karate Kid, I might listen to him no matter what, but it probably wasn't him. Probably wasn't him. No. <laughs> All right. Um, what are three free ways, so kind of keeping that, that lean startup in mind, that my audience listening could streamline their sales and marketing efforts today? So if they get off this podcast and they could start doing something today, what are free suggestions you would offer? Mm, they're not going to like it. That's fine. I, we want real, Heather. Real? Yeah. Pick up the phone. Start dialing for clients. Dialing for clients. I like it. It's old school. Where do you get that? LinkedIn. Build a list on LinkedIn. Do searching. Search. It's LinkedIn is one of the best databases out there right now. It literally is like everything you want. If you want CEO of digital marketing agency because that's your market, then boom, you can Google that and you could be calling them today. Um, number one, I I am a big no fan of dig, of social media, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you say you're not a fan of it? I'm not a fan. Digital marketing is not sales, and it's really not even marketing. It's just posting stuff. I don't remember the last time I saw something on a social media and clicked it and bought something. I just don't. Now, it keeps people, it keeps your name in front of them like a billboard. It's like mm-hmm. more like a billboard. You know what I mean? Back in the day, billboards, you drive down, you might see that ad 5,000 times and you're like, Oh, and now I might, might call them, you know, mm-hmm. it's more about brand awareness. Social media is becoming more like brand awareness. It's been really sexized. I call it with engagement and clicks and all this. I don't really agree with it. I, I know very few people that unless they do major Facebook ads, then uh, you're, then that's not free. That's paid traffic. It's a very different medium than just posting. Oh so, yeah pay traffic, then that's a different conversation. But if you're doing uh, just posting stuff and then trying to drive traffic to buyers, mm, yeah, it's just not. Well, the problem with that is most people are just targeting their friends and family over and over and over. Right. My friends and family are tired of my stuff too. So, um, I mean, I do post, so you can go out there and I post a lot like Twitter. I post every hour to every half hour. Holy smokes. That's because the medium is different. Facebook, we don't do that. LinkedIn, we don't do that either. But it depends on the medium. Twitter's like a fast speed train. He's like, Oh yeah. Can you imagine if you did it on LinkedIn? People would no. be like, Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you have to understand the medium. Um, so that's number one. Number C. Number two, I called you dial for dollars. I said that one. Um, good old fashioned getting in front of people, going to trade shows and getting in front of people, actually doing that and or speaking in front of uh, small networking groups. And the reason why I keep saying it's old school ways is because the more high tech we go, the more high touch we want. And so nowadays, believe it or not, because we're so high tech, getting in front of somebody and seeing their eyes when they're rejecting you or when they their eyes sparkle and they like what you, you're saying 
is huge feedback that you need as a small business owner. Mm -hmm. So what I hear you saying so far is there's no replacement for the human interaction. Nope. (laughs) What does number three sound like, Heather? Um, three. Oh gosh. Um, email marketing. But you, I mean, that, there's some paid elements to that. So email marketing. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts, and this will play right into to what you're doing. But I think it's important. Uh, how important do you think it is for a new new businesses or startups to to get involved with a coach early on? And I know there's a cost involved, obviously. But as soon as they're able to, I mean, what do you think about people getting involved? Because I almost kind of think of golf, you know, if you, and this is me all the way, if you play golf and you've never been to a swing coach, you may develop some really bad habits that are hard to break later. Uh, I don't know. Entrepreneurship might be the same way. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, I've had a coach since I was 26. Um, I've always had a coach in my life. I have a coach now. I have coaches now. I have, sometimes I have different elements of coaches, right? Um, I've had copywriting coaches, I've had marketing coaches, sales coaches, life coaches, personal coaches, all kinds of different coaches. Um, I, right now I'm in the middle of a contest. So I'm doing a figure show. So I'm doing a nutrition and training coach. Um, I think it's impediment because it's a never ending learning conversation. You're never ending learning in entrepreneurship. You're always having to go to the level. So I would say as fast as humanly possible. It's kind of like being at football again. I mean, look at what, peewees. I mean, I'm in Texas, right? So everyone's football. When they're oh, yeah. They have a boy. They're like, my kid's going to be football. So they throw him into football um, and they start peewee coaching when they're like eight or something or some, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They have a coach, right? So mm-hmm. they, would never, they would never take a bunch of eight-year-olds and throw them on a field and go, go, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go get a drink. I mean, like it would never happen. They have to have some direction. What do we do with this stuff on our head? And how do we hit each other? Like, where's the ball? I mean, it's simple stuff. So entrepreneurship, you just don't go to a seminar and then just become an entrepreneur the next day without having some kind of mentorship and coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is everything really bigger in Texas? Uh, I think so, personally. I've been if- there. I, where have I, I don't even know where I've been. I don't know if I've been to Austin or Dallas, but the one thing that freaked me out because I'm in Indiana, there's no trees. It's like- okay, you're definitely not in Austin. So you were in Dallas. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, there's nothing but like sky and brush stuff. It was weird. That's- because it's the plains, it's the prairie lands. That's prairie lands. In uh, Austin, there's tons of trees. Houston, there's tons of trees. So you were gotcha. in. You- <laughs> so next time I need to try another city. There's no trees. That's funny. Well, it's because it's prairie mm-hmm. land. It's technically the prairie land. So yeah, there's a, there's trees, just not a lot. Flat, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a ton of concrete in Dallas. Absolutely. Well, very nice. Are you having fun so far? I am. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate this. Thank awesome, you so awesome, awesome. Well, what's next for you? You've got a, a bunch of stuff going on. If you kind of think between now and the end of this calendar year, what do you got going on? Oh, my gosh. Um, I have a lot going on right now in my life, a ton. I'm, right now, I'm focused on a figure show that's happening in August. So when you say figure show, you're like, like uh, gotcha. Bodybuilding show, yep. So bodybuilding, going to get on stage. I'm not making money on that. It's just a personal goal. You rock star you. I'm a rock star. I'm in the middle of uh, transitioning out of two of my businesses and starting two more. So that's an interesting phenomenon. I have a book coming out called Guesting about the power of guesting, which is what I'm doing here as, uh, on a podcast. Um, potentially speaking this year for small business radio, I'm a ne- just got nationally syndicated on radio. So I'm still working on like with that, you know, dealing with that. It's all new for me, nationally syndicated. Um, there's just a ton. 
There's a lot to learn. Well, very cool. How does one go about becoming nationally syndicated? Uh... I don't even know how I became nationally syndicated. <laughs> well, I'll know on that. I'll get back to me on that. I'm still, like, I am nationally syndicated on 43 radio stations three times a week right now. And how do you get on a multiple? How do you do that? How do you get on a bunch of radio stations like that? I was asked. Nice. I don't. Yeah. Very so, nice. I mean, someday, there's... someday I'll be on your level, Heather. Someday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I don't think there's a level. I feel like I'm plateauing right now, but there's. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. No that. problem Very at all. Well, what is the best yeah. way somebody listening, you know, they want to reach out to you, connect with you? What's the best way for them to do so? I'll say that I connected with you. You're very responsive on LinkedIn, but you mentioned Twitter and what are some other ways? LinkedIn. Yes. I love LinkedIn. Yes. You and I connected on LinkedIn. Um, I am. I, I'm. You can easily find me on social media, but I think more importantly, if you are interested in having a conversation with me and you're interested for a mentoring coach, you can go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com and just get on a discovery call with me and have a conversation and see if I'm a good fit for you. That's really what I would suggest. Awesome. Well, Heather, I appreciate your time very, very much. Thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Can I give your listeners a free gift? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So I have a book out called Sexy Boss, How the Empowerment of Women is Changing the Rule Book for Money, Success, and Sex and Being the Big Boys. And I wanted to give away three free chapters of my audio book. So I have it on Amazon, of course. You can read it, but I also have it on Audible. And I can give away three free chapters of my audio book. You can get it two ways. If you're in the United States, you can pick up your smartphone and text the word sexy to 72,000. Text the word sexy to 72,000 and you'll get the three free chapters on your smartphone. Or you can go to sexybossinc.com. Very nice. I'm glad you said that because we do have listeners all over the place, like I'm sure you do as well. So very nice. Heather, thank you again. Thank you so much. All righty. We are back to the main show. Heather, thank you again for your time and your expertise. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Um, hope this has been an informative show for you. I hope you guys have got your wheels turning and you're thinking about taking action on some things and making some things happen Let's not even think about 2018. Let's let's make the rest of this year the best. Seriously. Let's do this. All right. We will catch up with you next week. I appreciate your ear as always. And if you want to catch out the show notes of this episode, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 80. You will get the conversation highlights from this episode and all of Heather's great links to her stuff as well. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.